Welcome to the Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsythe. Thanks for joining us on the Advertising Show being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. Visit online at nh.com. Advertising Show is a big radio midgets production. It's Ray Shillins and Brad Forsythe and a very special guest out of uh, New York this weekend. It's Isabel Coleman. Uh, Isabel is the Alpha Mom, and you may have seen her on television. She's been on the early show, CBS Good Morning America, the Today Show, and also featured in uh, uh, USA Today. We'll tell you more about Isabel, and Brad's actually got a story uh, to talk about uh, Isabel here in just a moment, so we'll get to that. Uh, shortly, Jeffrey Gittimer's with us, people who know everything. Man, I hate that. And uh, the, also Patrick Meyer. Uh, who, by the way, is coming up next week on the Advertising Show, our Marketing Insider. It's called Ban the Term. That's all I'm going to tell you about that. So so there we go. And how are you doing this weekend? Well, I'm doing wonderful and, uh, you know, happy Fourth of July uh, for you and me both, I suppose, and our country. Uh, yeah. You know, and you mentioned uh, uh, the founder and CEO of Alpha Mom, our guest today, Isabel Coleman. Uh, came to know her through the letters of the editor from Advertising Age magazine, and uh, we're going to give her an opportunity to talk all about Alpha Mom and some really interesting stuff today. Cool you mentioned that? Ray. Yeah. Sorry. How cool is that? That's great. Yeah, it, it's uh, yeah, and it's if you're not familiar with Alpha Mom, uh, the concept, it's you know, it's a marketing uh, idea. I would say, in addition to being a website that uh, produces content and so forth, but sure. you know, in the old days, it was uh, Soccer Mom, and we've we've learned that uh, there are different ways to view this particular market segment. We'll talk about that. You mentioned CBS well, Alpha early Moms show. Well, can be a soccer mom, I guess, can't they? Well, that's, we're going to ask uh, Isabel about that, but okay. uh, I would imagine so. But you mentioned the uh, CBS. CBS early sh- early show. Yeah. Uh, Hannah Storm, co-anchor on uh, the, C- the early show, has launched a blog on CBSNews.com. The new blog, which went live uh, just this past month, uh, features Storm providing the show's fans a behind-the-scenes look at the uh, production of the early show. Not hmm. sure how interested I'd be in that, but yeah. anyway, uh, uh, including also photos, video clips, and commentary from the uh, production's staffers. So, uh, you know, you remember, I guess, many years ago when uh, Hannah Storm was a local radio uh, personality there in our home market of Houston, right? You know, I really don't. <laughs> no? Was she? Yeah, she used really? to do sports, uh, did really? sports at a local uh, radio station there, gosh, 20 years ago, and then okay. eventually I think her entry into... Uh, to uh, network television was through the sports uh, end of... Uh, oh, really? Yeah, of wow. coverage. Wow. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? Yeah. Uh, well, we've had a lot of people come out of the Houston market as well, uh, gone into uh, to major careers in uh, uh, television, in, in the network television stuff as well. Right. Uh, here's something far-fetched, but maybe not so far-fetched. Advertising in space. Okay? <laughs> it started yeah. as a joke. This is serious. This is from the LATimes.com. Uh, it started as a joke, but after a while, Robert Lorsch began to think that selling advertising in space wasn't so funny. It was a good idea. More than 20 years ago, uh, 20 years after his ad agency used maps of the moon and freeze-dried ice cream favored by the astronauts to make pitches to potential clients, the uh, Beverly Hills businessman is still lobbying for the commercialization of space. Well, it had to happen, right? And his idea, apparently, according to a, um, uh, a senator, uh, plans to introduce a bill that would create a committee to investigate which advertising partnerships NASA 
might pursue. In the beginning, they probably thought I was some crackpot. Well, they probably do. Now, Lauer says they're not sure I'm such a crackpot. Maybe he has a good hmm. idea. So basically, Lorsch says he felt compelled to respond to President Reagan's challenge to private uh, sector in 81 to help relieve the government's financial burden. So what what are you seeing? It is commercialized in a roundabout way. You've got, uh, oh gosh, the uh, the X-Prize, which uh, the Virgin Atlantic guy, uh, Branson, mm-hmm. is uh, is involved with. Uh, with uh, you know, he's underwriting that venture as well. So it's kind of already moving in that direction. You've got a Virgin Atlantic logo on Spaceship One, I think it's called. And, and you know, what's interesting, if you, you know, I guess if they decide to do, like, billboards on different planets, you could buy Pluto for a discount since it's uh, kind of like cable, you know, when it <laughs> first you started. It, it's if you bought Pluto in an upfront, you got screwed. <laughs> well, that's true because it was a planet then and now it's not, and you're feeling like, well, wait, I paid too much. Right. Right, yeah. but I, I would still take Pluto. That's fine. This is interesting. Lorsch sees the U.S. position as fiscally reckless, okay? In other words, denying him the opportunity to do that. Uh, what they're saying, since the first shuttle flight, there have been 113 missions, um, and he said testimony before the Senate Subcommittee on Science. The, if my program had been implemented, the space program could have earned hmm. more than $5 billion. <laughs> so we're looking at Pepsi, Pizza Hut, Kodak, uh, let's see, Pizza Hut actually paid about $1.3 million to put a logo on a Russian spacecraft. Pepsi shelled out $5 million to have a cosmonaut float a replica of, of a soda can in outer space. Good stuff, huh? I think that's an interesting idea. I think it's a great idea. We hmm. have uh, a guy filled with good ideas here as well. His name is Jeffrey Gittimer on The Advertising Show. Quick Takes on Sales and Customer Relations with Jeffrey Gittimer, nationally syndicated columnist in the network of city business journals and other great publications worldwide. If you're offended by common sense commentary, don't you dare listen. Now, here's Jeffrey. Pay attention here because this is for people that already know everything. You know, people like you. This is about the training that you never knew you needed but desperately do. If your customers love you, and you're willing to step up to the next level. Let me give you some training steps that you need to take in order to get there. The first thing you need to do is select your five biggest customers or your five most important customers and volunteer to spend one day working for them. The imperative of this action is to discover how they use your product or your service. Find out how your product impacts their business or their customer's business. Here's a note. One day at a customer's location is worth 30 days of your own in-house education. Here's the second thing you need to do. Enroll in Toastmasters or take some kind of presentation skills sales course or course. Presentation skills are one of the least taught areas of selling and one of the most critical. Your ability to present a compelling message in front of a group will make you a one-on-one expert. People who know everything annoy the few of you who actually do know everything. But my challenge to you is this. The people who don't know everything are the ones who are always willing to read and learn. Quick takes on sales and customer relations from The Advertising Show, the only radio show in America featuring Jeffrey Gittimer as a regular weekly guest. 
To learn more about his books, tapes, CDs, and speaking engagements, log on to Gitomer.com, G-I-T-O-M-E-R.com. And tune in next week when we'll hear Jeffrey say, This is Jeffrey Gitomer reminding you that if no one responds to your ad, it may be because your ad sucks. For sure. On the advertising <laughs> show, it's Rachel and Brad Forsyth. Isabel Coleman will be uh, joining us here momentarily. Isabel, uh, actually prior to found, founding Alpha, Alpha Mom, she served as a top-level institutional equity salesperson to uh, a major U.S. mutual funds, uh, advising their portfolio managers on European equity investments for Solomon Smith Barney. Uh, I think that what really tells the story about Isabel, and one of the reasons that we have her here on the advertising show is the the uh, the letter that uh, that you were reading before. Go ahead and share that with us here. Well, I, you know, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to read the whole thing. I, I just want to say that uh, they recently read had an the article. part that says "Dear Rants." Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, actually, uh, what I would rather do is, on a more positive note, is just give an opportunity to uh, to let. Uh, Isabel talk about uh, in an unedited way, in a way that whatever she says, it will be heard by the way that she says it, and that's the okay. beauty of talking on. Well, can you give our us program. just a highlight of this? This can you read the first part of it? Maybe the part oh. where she says thank you. Okay, yeah. let's do the. I'll read this part. At Alpha Mom, our goal is to inspire, empower, and lend a listening ear to moms, and we walk our walk and talk our talk. There we go. Okay. Let's do that. Yeah. Thank you very much. What do you, what That's okay. That? By the way, you didn't mention that not only uh, Solomon Smith Barney uh, investments that she worked for, but she never was involved in uh, having to spend any time in prison, uh, which I think is a, an attribute, <laughs> having worked there. No, well, if she did, it's not in her bio. Okay? Well, that's true. So, but you know, going to prison. Look, Martha Stewart did it. <laughs> so that's fine. Isabel Coleman, <laughs> never been to prison. Also a, founder and CEO of Alpha Mom <laughs> and uh, with us here on the advertising show today with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. We'll bring her on in just a moment. Make your advertising dollars work smarter. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. Another public service announcement from Brill Cream. Men, beware. Use one dab of Brill Cream. Just a little dab Makes your hair look excitingly clean. Probably flammable, too. You know what I mean, Brad? <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth here on the advertising show Alpha Mom. Uh, it's the, the founder and uh, the inspiration behind Alpha Mom, uh, which uh, has quickly, Isabel Coleman, that is, has quickly led Alpha Mom to quickly establish itself as one of the most recognizable parenting and video on demand brands. Isabel and Alpha Mom, as we said before, uh, hit the early show, Good Morning America, the Today Show, USA Today. Now, She's at the big time here at right. the advertising show. Hey, Isabel, uh, it's so good to have you here. Welcome to the Ad Show. Oh, thank you so much. I'm honored to be here. Well, it's our pleasure. And I uh, mentioned last segment that uh, precursor, I suppose, to Alpha Mom was the old general slang soccer mom. And before we talk about your company, Isabel, describe for our audience the importance of the mom market, both from a financial standpoint as well as a, a social standpoint. Um, you know, financially, the facts are this. You know, U.S. moms are a group over 80 million strong. Uh, mothers control 80% of all household spending, which is an estimated $1.7 trillion per year. Uh, 85% of mothers um, purchasing everything from cars to banking services. You know, 80% of all checks written in the United States are actually signed by women. Um, these are just like little factoids. And I think moms are incredibly influential when they love a product or service. I think moms have uh, 
you know, a natural tendency to want to take care of others, um, including their friends and their friends' kids. So it's all kind of like a, a village where they want to take care of one another. And that means, you know, talking about the good and the bad products and services that are out there. And if you can reach a mom and explain to her in an honest voice about the virtues um, of your product and the, and the mom actually believes it, you'll have a very, very strong advocate. On the flip side, if she doesn't believe in your product and she thinks it's harmful, forget about it. She'll tell even more people. Hmm. Yeah, isn't that always the case? You do your job right uh, as a service provider or a company, and you'll get, if you're lucky, maybe one mention, but if you do something wrong, and you're sure to get many mentions no matter uh, what uh, gender the consumer is. Let's go back to some stats you were just throwing around mm -hmm. there, Isabel. You have a longer horizon, I would imagine, looking back on the uh, – uh, the mom market, if you will, those those uh, influential stats you were throwing out on various consumer uh, purchases and so forth. Is this something that is relatively new, or is this just something that is becoming more uh, aware from a marketer standpoint? And was this the case, say, as recent as 10 years ago? You know, I think that's really interesting. I think a lot the difference here, I don't think it's new. I think moms have always been incredibly influential. I do think that the one difference is that, also, that a lot of women um, nowadays also work, obviously, and they not only are influencing purchasing decisions in their homes, but they're also influencing purchasing decisions in the workplace. And they take that um, sensibility and they take what they learn there and they also, and, you know, use it in their homes. And in addition to that, I think technology is incredibly important in terms of spreading the influential word. Um, I think that, you know, going back to what you just said about you know, with whatever the gender, I think moms actually, they go, they come from a position at their core of wanting to take care of other people. Um, and that includes their family. It's more important than just about her. It's about her kids. And it's about her friends' kids. It's the family concept. So I think it, you know, it really raises a lot of attention when, when moms are really concerned that something may not be good for a family. And I think that's, you know, important. And then because of the technology today, namely the Internet and, um, and chat rooms and also email availability, that, you know, um, that kind of backyard effect of the days of the past have now migrated to, um, to, to online. And there are things, as you know, can spread like wildfire. You know, that's an interesting point, and I think most people uh, do not necessarily make the transition from a nurturing mom to a uh, to, to a consumer purchase, but yet that leap, once you describe it as you have, is not that difficult to, to follow. Give us, if you would, uh, your most simple definition of an alpha mom. You know, uh, well, first of all, it's interesting because when we, ch when the term alpha mom was actually, this was, our brand name, you know, and it spoke to us really as a reflection of modern motherhood. You know, so many moms today are forced to juggle so much given that single-income households are just not a possibility for the most of us. And, you know, the support systems of the past are just not there. And by support, I mean family, government, and school. And, and because of that, I think, you know, every mom can be an alpha mom in her own way because it's about doing what's in the best interest of her family. You know, alpha means first, family first. And, you know, not every child or every, every family needs to be needs the same thing, but a, a mom, at the end of the day, will filter through what's, what's important and always the priority is family, family first. So it really started off as a brand name. And, you know, 
we launched this company, we trademarked the name back in early 2004, mid-2004, and it's actually, you know, kind of slowly taken a life of its own and become kind of part of the lexicon. You know, that's interesting. Did you, uh, how did you come up with the idea for Alpha Mama? Is that, I mean, you obviously have a financial background, uh, and you're educated at a very fine university in Columbia, but, uh, how did you coin the term? You know, it was just one of those things where I was looking for um, a name. I was working with my friends, a new mom herself, and she, she was batting around. We were batting around a lot of names, and this is the one that really spoke to us on so many levels. You know, family first, mom first. Um, you know, Alpha also means the brightest star in the universe. And I don't know any, any young child whose mom is not the brightest star in their universe. Now, when they get older, that's a different thing. <laughs> yeah, they usually come back around and shine again, though. You know? yeah. Right. So what do we have, Ray? About a minute left here, a couple well, of minutes? Let me look, Ray. Uh, two minutes, actually. Two minutes. Well, that's good to know. You know, uh, tell us, if you would, many of our listeners certainly are getting the idea of, as you described, the alpha mom and the marketing influence of moms today. Uh, describe for us your business model, alphamom.com, uh, and what they would expect to find there. Well, you know, Alpha Mom is, um, is across several platforms. We started off as a video-on-demand channel which is um, we have distribution deals with Comcast and Cox nationally, um, you know, Comcast being the largest cable operator in the nation. And we started producing videos um, on an on-demand nature so a mom could actually access this information whenever she wanted to and whatever she wanted to. You know, the parenting industry and the parenting market as a whole, if you just put raw numbers to it, is very, very large. But every mom has a different care or need at different ages or stages. So video on demand kind of solves that problem um, because it's on demand. And in 2005 is just when um, the, or actually 2004, 2005 is just when VOD was hitting its stride um, in terms of, of, of cable companies and MSOs wanting to, to, to put that forward. So that's one of our businesses. And then we took that, that content that we produce and own, and this is kind of universal topics that are important to all parents. Um, like childbirth education, postpartum depression, nutrition, sleep, um, the basics. We, we took that and said, you know what, since we own the content, we can also put it on the web. And we started making them shorter episodes, and that's part of our broadband channel and also syndicated on, on other um, Internet sites. And then on top of that, um, we have alphamom.com, which is an online destination for parents. And there, um, we kind of have two different sensibilities. One is we have the words information, and parents just need to know facts so that they can make decisions for themselves because we think parents are smart enough to make decisions that are the right ones for them and their families. The information is serious in nature but non-judgmental in tone. And then we also have a lifestyle side, which is because at the end of the day, moms don't want to lose their sense of self. And that could be any, whatever their identity is. But usually it's one of humor. Um, that's what really appeals to moms. And our uh, Alpha Mom is uh, Isabel Coleman out of uh, New York. Uh, AlphaMom.com is the website. We've got uh, uh, Isabel for a couple more segments here with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth on the Advertising Show. Hope you enjoy it. Why do more media professionals read IWantMedia.com? IWantMedia.com features reports from industry leaders and media personalities. IWantMedia.com gives you quick access to news, stats, trade orgs, and industry publications, and it's updated daily. Forbes says IWantMedia.com contains everything media professionals need to stay ahead of the game. The Washington Post calls it the source for the serious media geek. Do you get it? If you don't, you should. To sign up for free daily email alerts, visit IWantMedia.com. 
make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is The Advertising Show. When you say but, you've said a lot of things nobody else can say. Welcome back to the Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. And our alpha mom is Isabel Coleman out of New York. Isabel, so good to have you on the Advertising Show. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, and as you were describing your, your business model, in addition to your VOD content and smartly repurposed on your uh, website, you mentioned decision brand content is the way I uh, characterized as you were describing uh, some of your content at alphamom.com. And lifestyle, I'm assuming... And you tell me, the lifestyle content, is there also an e-commerce side to your site, or is it just more directive and informative from a uh, from a lifestyle uh, content, if you will? Um, you know, the e-commerce side is something that we've actually experimented with. It's not a, you know, it's not a part of our business we have going live right now. We may reintroduce it, um, but it's really lifestyle-oriented in terms of things that matter to, to, to moms and women, just period. Um, we're talking about things like, um, like health and beauty, uh, things like like pop culture, things like shopping, um, also things like politics. Those are, but all from kind of a, a bit of a parental bent sometimes. Um, but we have some some visitors to our site who are not parents who really enjoy it and are loyal fans because they can identify with the things that we talk about. Uh, and you, you will know, mention, uh, excuse me, you'll mention brand names as well, and it becomes like, uh, you know, the Oprah Book Club, and you mention a brand name, and boom, there goes the sales through the roof? Um, we often we often do get um, contacted afterwards by companies and said, hey, thanks so much for the links. It, it does make a difference. I mean, you know, uh, we'd love to be Oprah one day. Obviously, we're not nearly as influential, but um, within our little kind of parenting world, we take a lot of pride in people really respecting what we have to say. Yeah, I would imagine. And uh, if you're so, so you try to keep it generic, or you're open to. I mean, you when you mention brand names, it's not because some publicist or PR person pitched you on the idea. It's because you found the uh, the product or the service and decided you liked it, or your editorial staff or whoever, and you talked about it on your site, right? That's exactly right. And the other thing we actually just launched um, in mid June was a uh, a product rating system, kind of an e-pinions, but just for parents. Um, where parents can go in, you know, um, post their own opinions about products and have other parents also join in, into the discussion, a real kind of consumer-generated opinion site on parenting and child-related products. Um, so no, not at uh, all influenced by, 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 um, by advertising or even e-commerce. Well, that, that was uh, going forward on the influence there. Can a PR person call you and pitch you on their brand and then you write about it, or does that destroy the potential of them getting on your site? Oh, no. I think what we, we, have, we have had people pitch us in the, pa- in the past. We're, we're mm-hmm. very clear on disclosure, and obviously when we discuss with PR, with PR agencies we also, uh, and, and publicists, we always tell them that just because they're sending it our way doesn't mean that we are um, going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will obviously take everything under serious consideration. Well, unlike Ray and I, uh, anyone that sends us high-quality wine or beer products, we assure them that we will talk about it here on the advertising <laughs> show. But that's a and the ones that's that a different. Didn't, if you remember that, <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, advertising and marketing is what we're all about here. Of course, on the advertising show, as consumers, share with us a, a bit about what moms react to, and when it comes to being influenced by commercial messages, if you would. Um, you know, I think that 
that marketers have learned um, that many decisions are now made after um, careful scrutiny and research by the parent, um, by the mom. That's what we were just talking about. And um, I also think that marketers need to learn, you know, that moms don't appreciate being bombarded with idealized images of perfect motherhood. Um, I think that instead what they have, um, one of the things I've learned and I've seen being done correctly, is they have an emotional response to real life, humor, and brands which understand that moms want to maintain, you know, their own identity and that ultimately they're doing the best they can every day. And I think they hate it when, um, when marketers play the guilt card. Um, you know, I, if marketers want to reach moms, I think they need to understand there's no silver bullet. It's about connecting with the mom on her own terms without judgment. Moms have different touch points as well. Some moms look for information support on the Internet. Others do it offline in mommy groups. And others just feel more comfortable watching TV. Um, so that's kind of, you know, what I've seen be effective and also what I've seen moms respond to. Have you had any uh, marketers reach out to you for advice as you're sharing with our audience today? Um, I have, and also just in general, I've had discussions with, with marketers. I think they, they, need, they want to get into the head of, of, you know, of moms um, and understand what works and what doesn't work. Um, and also, but mainly it's been about, um, to be honest with you, what moms think about their products. Uh, I would imagine, I'm, I'm so, yeah, and going back to your earlier comment, so uh, authenticity and honesty, I guess, uh, immediately what comes to mind is the Dove campaign, huh? Oh, the Dove campaign, I think, is a, a wonderful, um, a, you know, ex- a wonderful kind of example of that. I, you know, the mom sites picked up on it, the mom websites and mom blogs picked up on it immediately um, when, that, when the, the transformation um, campaign came out. I think that was a, a perfect example of how um, they, you know, a, of an effective campaign. Really, so I think, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go, no, go ahead. Well, we'll save that let's, for the yeah, next Let's take a break here. here on the advertising yeah. show. They show in Fred Forsyth. Isabel Coleman, founder and CEO and Alpha Mom. At alphamom.com, you can find out a bunch more there as well. So we've got more with Isabel, and we'll do that in just a moment right here. How can 18 different companies all sell the exact same thing known as water? It starts here in Advertising Age, the leading source for marketing, advertising, media, and ideas. For almost 75 years, we've covered the most thought-provoking, groundbreaking stories in the industry, giving you the competitive edge to be a leader. Your job demands you not only have good ideas, but great ideas. And those great ideas have to start somewhere. And that somewhere is in the pages of Advertising Age and also online at adage.com. How can you get someone's attention if you don't have $10 million in a celebrity endorsement? It starts here in Advertising Age, the leading source for marketing, advertising, media, and ideas. For almost 75 years, we've covered the most innovative and groundbreaking stories in the industry, giving you the competitive edge to be a leader. The next big idea demands out-of-the-box thinking. Start your search for greatness in the pages of Advertising Age and also online at adage.com. Simplifying the complex world of advertising. To reach Ray and Brad with your questions, log on to theadvertisingshow.com. This is The Advertising Show. See the USA in your Chevrolet. America is asking you to call. Drive your Chevrolet. And today that would be in a very large SUV, Chevrolet or something like that. Isabel Kalman mm-hmm. is our special guest founder and CEO of Alpha, Alpha Mom. Uh, welcome back to the show, Isabel. Thank you. 
Yeah, and uh, a handsome uh, lady Isabel is, as I look at a picture of her. And Ryland, your son, just sent me an email, wants to know when he can expect you uh, to uh, kiss him goodnight. He's already been asleep. He's asleep already. He's a sleepy kid. Uh, Anyway, I just wanted to show you we did our homework uh, and that we knew about Ryland, and we see a great picture of that uh, young man there. And, uh, you know, you wouldn't think a founder of Alpha Moms would not have some hands-on experience with being an Alpha Mom, and you are definitely it. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the so-called Mommy Wars, Mm -hmm. Isabel. For those that may not be familiar with it, first of all, what are they? You know, Mommy Wars is a phrase that um, has sprung up really to kind of reflect um, the attention of media, particularly mainstream media, to issues that are very divisive to mothers. Um, you know, there's, a, there's a, an interesting story about, um, the, you know, the Dr. Phil show where he did a st- story about, you know, stay-at-home moms versus um, working moms, and he actually divided the audience in half. Um, one on each side, and everybody was singing Kumbaya by the end. It was a lovely segment. Um, but, of, co- of course, in any group, there are, cu- there are a number of people that are kind of polarizing and are on one end or the other, but the vast majority are, are in the middle. Well, when the, when the show actually airs, it wa- he starts off by leading in, it's a cat bite. The stay-at-home moms versus the working moms. And... Um, it was just an incredibly, you know, demeaning show and really not, at the end of the day, not reflective of what happened in that audience and more importantly, not reflective of the vast majority of views um, within their own motherhood. I think that, you know, there are a couple of polarizing um, figures out there that are always very, you know, opinionated and want to tell you what they have on their mind, but that does not represent the vast majority on issues that are, are quite divisive sometimes. You know, when they say, don't talk about politics or religion at, at a dinner party. Well, you should throw in parenting there as well because everybody has their own way of doing things, whether it be um, their views on working, whether it be their views on breastfeeding versus bottle feeding, whether it be their views on how to sleep. But the truth is is that the vast, vast majority of, of women out there and moms are very respectful of each other's decisions, yet it doesn't get reflected on television. And that's what we call by being a mommy war story. Hmm. And that, that's very interesting. So, uh, shifting gears for a moment, what is your sense? What is your sense of marketers today waking up to the importance of targeting alpha moms? Are most adopting this as part of their overall marketing strategy, or do we still seem to have a way to go? Is there? In, um, in terms of, of, of moms or alpha moms specifically, I'm sorry. Yeah, when it comes for marketers waking up to the importance of targeting just moms or alpha moms in, in general, do you feel that most are, are are in the queue on that, or they tend to still be lagging a bit? You know, I think there are a number of companies that have done a fabulous job, and um, I actually just, uh, you know, back in, in mid-June commented on a story for McDonald's, um, a story that AdAge did on McDonald's, where McDonald's is coming out with um, uh, a panel of moms that are going, they're going to take behind the scenes to kind of help them see what happens at McDonald's. Um, you know, taking them down to actually the farms, in fact, to, um, to, to, to see where the ingredients come from on kind of field trips and hmm. then solicit their feedback. Now that's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's great stuff. If McDonald's really does want to change, um, 
and, and come out with a marketing campaign, but beyond that, you know, a, a marketing campaign that's really rooted in, in, um, in really following through and listening to what moms have to say, I think that would be fabulous. And apparently it's not about just them being mouthpieces. It's also about hearing what they want in return, what moms are looking for, and what their actual opinions are on the workings and the business behind the Golden Arches. Like, I think that is amazing. You know, depending on how far down the supply chain McDonald's takes them, they could turn those mothers into vegetarians pretty quickly, don't you think? <laughs> well, there, there's a campaign out now from, uh, yeah, I think it's a, I'm serious about McDonald's. It says uh, McDonald's beef comes from, like, Argentina or New Zealand or something like that. It's like, is it a competitive uh, It's a competitive uh, ad. It's like, yeah. what? How, how stupid is that to, to do something like that? And frankly, yeah. if maybe there's better beef where it comes from, who knows? Well, Argentina is known for high-quality beef, I guess. It depends on your perspective. Uh, a few minutes left in this segment. Uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about if a marketer happens to be listening today, which we know there are literally tens of thousands that are listening today, Isabel, that are in a position to influence their business. And let's say that they are yet to include marketing to moms as part of their overall effort. What advice would you give them? You know, um, I would give them that they need to do their homework, and understand what a mom's day is like. Um, you know, use humor because truly something, you know, there's some things that moms live through that you just can't make up. Right. You can't make up that stuff. <laughs> um, you need to know how she spends her days and what matters most to her. Um, I think Suave is a perfect example of, of realizing that ma- moms care about their families first and they usually put themselves all the way down on a to-do list and their help is not to, not to surpass um you know, family first, but rather just put herself back on and take care of herself just kind of higher on the to-do list. Um, Don't use aspirational campaigns. You know, I think most moms see them as being, you know, unrealistic. Um, Again, don't play the guilt card. And don't show her life as being like a whirlwind of activity because it's going to exhaust her as it is. She's exhausted. (laughs) She already knows that, doesn't she? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, you know, most importantly, moms want want to be addressed as that they're women, not just moms. That's a good point to, to wrap this uh, segment up on. Isabel, you're doing great work here. Keep up the good work, and, and can we advise you to go to alphamom.com and uh, continued success in what you're doing. It's fantastic. Thank you so much. I'm, I was honored to be here, and thank you for a great time. On the Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsythe, back in just a minute. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. Hello, amigo. Isabel Cullen has been known to actually dance with bananas on her head at time to mm-hmm. time. It's, it's, That's true. It's, it's good, you know? That's all I have to say. Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. Thanks, Isabel Coleman. Alpha Mom, founder and CEO, and it's alphamom.com, by the way, uh, recently starting a uh, blog as well, so you can find that about uh, that on the website as well. Patrick Meyer, who is an innovation and business thought leader and also CEO of Now, Inc., is our guest next week on the show. Well, yeah, we'll have Patrick uh, here in just a few moments. Uh, canned. He's canned. Uh, yeah. But he'll be live with us next week. Okay. Uh, can doesn't mean getting fired. It means he's in the can. Yes, he and is. And that doesn't mean the bathroom. No, he's out of the bathroom. Wash his hands. That's too. true. No. Cerveza, he's pre-recorded. Cerveza? Yes. Uh, Cerveza. Did sure. you know that Cerveza. Heineken, Heineken uh, distributes Takati and Dos Equis? 
I think I, I knew that. guess I didn't know that. They just signed a new 10-year pack. Uh, you know, they used to have Trace Equis, too. We used to be able to buy that. Get out. Yeah, it's powerful stuff, I guess. Get out. But, no, Are you I'm serious? Ser- I'm very serious. I had no idea. The Heineken has increased their U.S. marketing budget 53% this year. They've beefed up its effort for growing its uh, niche brands with uh, Dos Equis and Takati. Who they have uh, distribution rights uh, for as well. Uh, Dos Equis print, outdoor, television, and web. Uh, the features of ads will feature a bearded, sophisticated build as the most interesting man in the world. Hmm. Sounds like something out of a Saturday Night Live skit. A guy <laughs> yeah. who's done it all and is a source of wisdom on travel, life, careers, and women. His message is, stay thirsty, my friends. Well, he's so. got us. That's we true. stay thirsty. Hey, you know, you mentioned Heineken. A lot of people may not realize this. You and I are, are probably way above nor, uh, average in terms of our education of, of beer. And our philosophy is if it's not an import, I'm yeah. not really interested. And if it's a light beer, what's the point? But, uh, you know, a lot of people may not realize, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Heineken came out with uh, a, a light Heineken. Okay. And the one in the green bottle is actually a light beer anyway, according to the Europeans, and there's really the regular Heineken is the dark Heineken, which you occasionally see from time to time. You rarely see it anymore. I've had that before. It's good, yeah. I have too, and it is good. But most most Europeans would have said, no, that you already have a light beer. It's in the green bottle. Right. How weird. Now we have a light Heineken. You've seen them. One beer that I don't like is Corona. Uh, God bless them. They're real hot, you know. I just mm. don't like the taste. It's just doesn't no, do me it for me either. So yeah. anyway. Hey, uh, Patrick Meyer, how about we if we make time for him right now? I think it'd be good. Welcome to Understanding the Future Now. It's the Marketing Insider featuring Patrick Meyer. Friends, today I'm going to talk to you about something that could be absolute heresy. Banning the term agency, ad agency, any agency. I recently spent time with a bunch of chief marketing officers and senior marketers. And we were talking about where is it going? What are their needs? What are their resources? What's working? What's not working? Here are five things that are coming through loud and clear. Number one, what we need are ideas. Give us big, powerful ideas that can drive our business. That's the number one piece that we expect from our partners. Number two, give us teamed expertise. We don't want to coordinate eight agencies with 20 people in each. What we need is the right team coming in for the right initiative. Four to six people with the right expertise as a SWAT team, building ideas that can drive our business forward. Number three, give us speed and efficiency. It's all about ready, fire, aim. So give us the speed, the right team working on an initiative and getting it done within four weeks or less. Number four, give us efficient executional resources. What we need is a seamless link from that core team of four to six that move it quickly to another SWAT team that can go vertical. Number five, deliver results. Be accountable to the objectives that we're focused on. Focus on driving our business. Ideas that will get it done and help us measure those ideas for their performance and their results. So my friends, that may seem pretty straightforward, but it's quite different than what Madison Avenue and the mega agencies have got in mind. The clients are looking for big ideas, speed, expertise, SWAT teams, and connection to executional resources that can get it done. So you need to ask yourself, are you ready for the new model and are you helping to drive it forward? You've been listening to The Marketing Insider, heard every week here on The Advertising Show. Join us next week for more insight into the future of marketing. I'm Patrick Meyer, and remember, the marketing revolution is now. Okay, that's Patrick in the can. (laughs) Patrick Fresh uh, will be next week uh, with a live appearance on The Advertising Show. Yeah, he's been with us live before, and we're happy to have him back again. So it's time to go have a... 
Dos Equis or a Tres Equis. Never heard of it. As long as you're of age, okay? Yeah, it was good. That's true. Very good beer. Had fun talking with uh, Isabel Coleman today, founder and CEO of Alpha Mom. Uh, remember that uh, site is alphamom.com. And you, you may have even uh, seen uh, Isabel on uh, the Today Show recently as well. So she's uh, gotten an invite back there as well. It's been fun today with the advertising show. Uh, powered, by the way, by Shipple.com. It's S-C-H-I-P-U-L.com and a program called Tendency. It's something you ought to check out if you're into web marketing and want to do a better job. Advertising show also brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. Visit online at age.com. This is a Big Radio Midgets production.